This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey guys, so I'm again to another episode of When the Scriptures Become Real. It's again a podcast where we learn, where we study, where we grow, where we try to become the best versions of ourselves as we can as we continue to serve our Lord. And you guys can find the podcast on YouTube and also anywhere you can get your podcast. And we're just so thankful that you guys are here and that you guys have found us again today. We're just so grateful uh, that you guys are here with us. Okay, so I'm excited about our podcast today as we conversate um, and as we study through some things. Um, I, what I want to do with this one is I wanted to provide a um, a level of encouragement. Not saying that the other podcasts before this weren't, but I really wanted to hone in on the encouragement level on this podcast. Um, and, and here's how we want to intro this. And, and you'll understand this because then we'll get to our topic of what we're talking about. But as we're kind of introing this and kind of building this as we talk and conversate and study, um, it's a wonderful thing as we sit and as we get the study together. Um, I mean, this past weekend I've had, you know, two great studies. Uh, with, with two groups. So, uh, you know, a study on Saturday, uh, no, on Friday, and then a study on Sunday after worship. And it, it's just great to um, to study with people, to pray with them, to see what's going on, to see how with the word of God, um, how we can help and how we can encourage them in that, in that moment. Um, but one thing about study is when you really get into it, when you, when you study the scripture and when you study with a purpose, and when you look at certain things in scripture, um, sometimes it gets to the point where you, you see the discouragement and you see the the real day-to-day issues that your brethren have to face sometimes. And I think sometimes brethren can kind of get, they can almost kind of get lost in the sauce in a sense, because it's almost like, well, we have this mindset that, well, if if I'm doing good and I see other people happy, well, I guess they're just good. So, I mean, there's no we almost kind of assume that everybody's okay. Um, and then also if we're doing okay, then we assume that other people should be doing okay. And that's where pride kicks in. And that's where we don't want to be. Uh, Matthew chapter five, verse three, we, we don't want to get to that level. Um, but you know, our brethren have, they have, and they are, um, they're dealing with some hard things and, and things are difficult sometimes. And, um, even outside of worship, I mean, things are tough. They, they have a lot uh, to deal with. And so I want to provide, and maybe that's you, you know, as we're studying, and, and maybe that's that's where you are. And I wanted to provide a, a level of encouragement today. Um, I want the scripture to provide that as we study and as we conversate um, and, and as we kind of go through this. And so our topic is still here, still here. And, and here's where we want to go with that. You know, with, with all the things that people go through and the things that you may be going through as you're listening, you know, everything that you face up to this point, whether it's self-inflicted or whether God has allowed things to happen like he did with Job in Job chapter one, you're still here. And I don't know if you've heard that lately, because I think a lot of times when, when we reflect on ourselves, when we reflect on the problems, when we reflect on the issues and all these things that we have to face um, and that we may face and that we are facing, 
Many times we just focus on that. But sometimes here's the thing about reflection that's so great is with reflection, sometimes we need to sit and understand what you've overcome. You're still here. And, and with being still here, that, that's a level of encouragement that I wanted to provide from the outside looking in. You're still here. Now, it doesn't mean that this erases, uh, you know, things that you have to deal with. It doesn't mean that you're not a little mangled. It doesn't mean that you're not a little hurt, a little lonely, a little discouraged. It doesn't mean that that erases that. And I'm not trying to erase that. But at the same time, despite those things that are still there, you're still here too. And that matters. And I think sometimes our brother need to be reminded that the things that they go through, the things that you're going through as you're listening or walking or whatever you're doing as you're listening to this podcast, you're still here too. And I think that's something that's important for us to realize. So here's what we want to do as, as we're kind of studying through this and talking through this together. Um, I want to look at a specific example, and I want to look at Acts chapter 27. And I think there's a lot there as we kind of conversate and talk. Um, I think there's a lot in, in in Acts 27 that's just, it's so personal, but but we can miss it. So this is why we want to study this. So you're still here, and I hope that this can provide a level of encouragement for you uh, as we study. All right, so uh, Acts chapter 27. So you're still here as we talk about this. You're still here despite your choices and despite the choices of others. You're still here despite your choices and despite the choices of others. Now, here's where we want to go with this. Where are we, where are we pulling that point from? So in Acts chapter 27, you have to remember that Paul and other prisoners were supposed to be delivered, right? And as they're being delivered, uh, they have to go across sea. So they're they're going across, and, and Paul is a prisoner at this time, so he's basically being transported from one point to another in Acts chapter 27. So as we see this transportation of prisoners happening, there there's, tra- there's transporting, and they're, they're transported on a ship. So if we notice Acts chapter 27, and I want to start um, – I want to start in verse number eight and nine. Now, again, we're going to, we have to build this idea here together. So kind of uh, just walk along with me as we journey through this. All right. So you're still here despite your choices and despite the choices of others. Okay. So verse eight and hardly passing, it came into a place which is called the fair havens. Nigh were the city of Lycia. Verse nine. Now, when there was much time spent and when sailing was dangerous, more than these things, right? So sailing was dangerous, oh, verse 9, because the fast was now already passed. Paul admonished them, verse 10. And Paul said unto them, Sirs, I perceive that this voyage will be with much hurt and much damage, not only of the lading of the ship, but also of our lives. All right, let's take a time. Let's take a quick time out. There's a lot here. We don't want to miss it, right? We don't want to miss these nuggets. So notice, Paul is being transported from one point to another as a prisoner. As he's being transported, Paul understands the lay of the land. Paul understands this is not a good time to sail. Because if we sail now, we're going to put not only the ship in jeopardy, but we're going to put ourselves in jeopardy. So what are we talking about? What's our main What's our main topic here? You're still here. Now, Could it? could it be? That because of your choices and the choices of others or what God has allowed, that you 
didn't listen to a a heeding as Paul heeded here in Acts 27. So maybe you're at the point now, think about it, years ago, five years ago, ten years ago, however long. You know what? I don't I don't think this is I don't think this is the right place for you to go. I don't I don't think these are the right people that you need to be attaching yourself to. I, I just don't think you should pursue this because it's taking you away from your actual growth as a Christian and you're starting to change. You're you're different. So you got the same warning that Paul gave uh gave the captains. Look, we, we shouldn't go. Because not only is the ship gonna be hurt, but we're gonna be hurt too. So we we're, we don't want to do this. But watch verse eleven. Nevertheless. Well, you're still here. Nevertheless. So here's how merciful God is. Think I just want you to sit as you're driving, as you're working out, as you're walking, even if you're at the table just studying. I just want you to pause with me for a second. And I want you to sit and reflect. Because again, we always talk about skills that we need, right, guys? Here's a skill that we need. We need the skill of reflection. So as you reflect on what's happening now, and as you reflect on the past for 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 myself and for you and and for others, as you reflect. Can you sit back and say that you were warned? I was warned about this. I was warned about this voyage. I was warned about this journey. I was warned about these things that I'm taking on. I was warned about it. But in my mind, somehow I justified it. And verse number 11, what's the word that that you and I may have said in our minds? The warning's there. But nevertheless, I want to take this voyage. Let's stop. This is great. There's so much. I just don't want you to miss this. Here's how merciful and how long-suffering God is, number one. So let's keep it it on him because he's the example, right? Hebrews chapter 12, looking unto Jesus because God is love, 1 John. So understand, he's the example. But here's how merciful he is, and here's how merciful he wants us to be. Now, don't miss that either. You're still here. Despite five years ago, 10 years ago, a year ago, a couple months ago, despite however long ago it was, in your mind, whether it was from the word of God, whether it was from preaching, whether it was from people that cared about you, whether it was from friends or family, whatever that was, you were warned. But it's, but somehow in your mind, because contentment wasn't there for you at that, at that uh, circumstance in your life, you said, nevertheless, Nevertheless, I'll still take this voyage. So you take it. So as you take that voyage, now we are where we are. Here's how merciful God is. Even though we said nevertheless in our minds, his mercy and his grace has continued to sustain you and has continued to sustain me. And people say God God is not loving. Think about that, guys. Think about think about how wonderful that is. Think about how wonderful it is knowing that God still cares despite us not caring at one point. That's crazy. Think about that. God still cares for us despite us not caring at one point. So now here's the beautiful thing about Scripture because Scripture always paints this beautiful image of at one point the Father, whoever it was, cared. But the other party 
you know, the son, you know, uh, the, the prisoner. We can go on and on and on. They didn't care. But when they realized that they should have cared, the father still cares. Luke chapter 15. So now here's some, here's some quick application nuggets as we're studying and conversating through this. God has done that for you because all of us, if we're being honest, because of, because all of us have sinned and transgressed against the law, all of us at some point in our walk with God, we have said, nevertheless, well, we understand. Well, I understand the risk. Well, I just think, nevertheless, you still did the journey. So we, we have transgressed against God. We've, we've said, nevertheless, but in his mercy and in his grace, He's continued to take care of you. So now as he's continued to take care of you, here's a nugget for us. Why is it that if someone or something or opportunities or whatever it is or or people that were close to you or a family or whatever you want to put in that blank, what if you were the father in Luke 15 in that in that instance? But other people, brethren, friends, they said nevertheless. So if they said nevertheless, well, you know what? Okay, fine. Where's where's the attitude that God has given us? So how can we do 2 Corinthians chapter 1? How can we comfort those that need comforting if we don't give the comfort that God has comforted us with? You see, it's not a fair exchange sometimes, guys. And here's what's important about you're still here. You're still here despite your choices or despite the choices of others. You're still here. So you know what that means? God has showed mercy on you. You're still here. So now that the mercy has been shown to you and God has comforted you, whether you see it or not, what is our responsibility now? Man, I got to go help somebody else. I got to go comfort somebody else. And we're going to get to that later. But I just don't, I just didn't want you to miss that because that word, they were warned. Let's not go. Nevertheless, I see a reason why I believe this is the right journey. These are the right people. I see a reason. Nevertheless, regardless of what everybody else says, I see a reason. So the centurion believed the master and the owner of the ship, verse 11, more than those things that were spoken of by Paul. Now watch verse 12. And because the haven was not commodious to winter in, the more part advised to depart also. So now not only did we say nevertheless, but then the the majority of people that we respect, they said nevertheless too. So now you know what we, we tend to do is sometimes we tend to follow the crowd. So in your mind, you said nevertheless, then everyone else that you talk to in your circle group, whether you work with them, whether you see them, whether you live with them, you agree with them too. Because what did they say? Notice, Paul's right. Because Paul understands what's going on. What does the centurion know about this? So Paul said, let's go. We shouldn't go, actually. Paul said, let's not go. Centurion said, let's go. So Paul was in the minority of telling you, let's not do this. But who was, the, who was in the majority? Everybody else. So now everybody else is saying, look, take the journey. Go for it. Have fun. Do what you want to do. It's there. You don't know when you're going to get another opportunity. Just go for it. So we go and we take the journey. Why do we take that? Because deep down we wanted to do it. 
And then number two, we we take the journey because everybody else agrees. And I'm not saying that everybody else necessarily has to be bad people, but just more people think the way you think. So now because more people think the way you think, now you think you're not crazy. Okay, cool. Let, let's take the journey. So you take it. So then if by any means they might attain to Phoenice and go there to winter, which is the haven of Crete, and they lie toward the southwest and the northwest. Now watch verse 13. So you're still here, though. So understand the idea that we're building together. You're still here. We're still here because at some point, all of us have made a nevertheless choice. All of us have sinned and fallen short. Now, here's let's stop and real quick before we keep going. Here's, here's the thing about as we study like this, many times we don't look uh, we don't look to us and how we can get better. We look at other people. Oh, yeah. Yep, they made journeys. Yep, they should have. Yep, they should have. What about you, though? Every time we always kind of point, well, I hope so. So-and-so is listening. I hope so. That's not a way to study, and that's not a way to grow and learn. A way to grow, learn, and study is not always looking on the outside. It's always, but what about me, though? Have I been like Paul? See, a lot of times we can spend many of our many of our lessons, we can spend many of our podcasts, we can spend many of our sermons listening and wanting other people to do it rather than listening and saying, how can I do it? So I, I just didn't want you to miss that nugget either, okay? So you're still here, all right? So we're studying, we're talking, we're just conversating, walking through this. So you're still here despite saying nevertheless and despite your choices and the choices of others. You're still here, but now you're still here despite, watch this, as we keep going in verse number 13, you're still here despite things actually going well. What, 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 are you, what, are you, what are you talking about? What are you talking about things going well? It doesn't make sense. So when you made a nevertheless decision, and after you've made a nevertheless decision, here's what's weird. Here's why people like Paul and friends that you know that are in the minority, here's why they seem kind of crazy. Because things actually work out for a little bit. Two months, three months, six months. Things actually work. Well, how do we know that? So what did they say here? They said, nevertheless. Okay, we're, we're going to make the journey. So here, again, an overarching theme of this, guys, as we're talking is God's mercy. So now verse 13. Okay, the choice is made. So now verse 13. And when the south wind, when they decided to go on the ship, how did the wind start it blowing, guys? The text says that the south wind blew softly. So imagine how crazy they would have thought Paul was. Um, remember, he's a prisoner, too, so he has no authority here. So he's sitting there in chains. We shouldn't, excuse me, Centurion, we shouldn't take this, uh, we shouldn't take this trip because the ship's in danger, and we're going to be in danger too. We, we shouldn't go. What do you, what do you know? <laughs> what, what do you know? What have, what, have, what have you seen? You know who I am? I'm the captain. I'm the centurion. What do you know? So sometimes, think about it. So as they sail, and as they start a ways off, how's the wind blowing? Softly. And this guy said, don't go. And this guy was warning me all those, man, what is he, what is he talking about? 
you know, when we've made nevertheless decisions in our lives, when we take journeys with things, when we've take, taken journeys with things that, and, and groups of people that we shouldn't have taken journeys with, it starts off well. And after it starts off well and you go off and you go off and live like Luke chapter 15 for a while, things are, things are well. The wind is blowing softly right now for you. So everybody else that warned you not to do it, they seem crazy. They seem mean. They seem unloving because, well, they don't want me to have this. They don't, they don't want me to enjoy this good time. They don't want me to enjoy this fun, right? But all this is going on, and the wind is blowing softly. So now as the wind blows softly, supposing, watch what they said. This is crazy how the text says this literally. Verse 13, and when the south wind blew softly, supposing that they had obtained their purpose. I got it. I got it. This is it's free sailing. We're good to go. Now, again, let's stop. Let's let's get our nuggets here. So can you guys not see the mercy of God here? So now let's go back to us. Remember, we talked about in the beginning in our intro that there's things that we face. There's things that we deal with. There's discouragement. There's there's things that we have to face because of our choices or because of what God is allowing right now. It's it's not easy, is it? But even though it's not easy, whether it was by our own personal choices or whether God is just allowing it to happen, what is still happening in our lives right now, though? Mercy and grace. Well, I don't really feel it. I don't really feel the mercy and grace of God. I, I don't really. You're alive. You woke up this morning. You have another chance to change your nevertheless decision. Now, does that take away consequences? No, but you can change how you walk. You can change your course of direction. You can change that nevertheless and change that up. You know, the, I, it's weird. This morning, um, it's weird. As I walk at my apartment and the way my current apartment now is built, my building's at the end, like close to the trees. And as my building is close to the trees, when I walk out of my apartment building, there's a there's a giant glass, right? Right when you walk out um, of the door. So there's a giant glass window. And, you know, no matter if I've had a study with people and things are, are difficult with them or whether it was a hard day or whether it's been a hard week or whatever it has been, it's almost like a reminder because when I walk out, and the sun hits directly on every time. It's just bright as can be. It's like there's hope today. Things can be different today. Today's a new chance. How is that not mercy? How is that? How is that not grace? How is that not love? How is that not? How is that not true agape? How is that not it? And God continues to do that for all of us despite how many times we've said nevertheless to him. Which is, I, I think that concept is crazy to us because we don't do a good job with each other on that. So when people cross you one time or when someone doesn't do what you want them to do in the moment or when people don't do things exactly how you want them done and when they've said nevertheless to you, 
it's hard to continue to give them that love that we're supposed to give them, Matthew chapter 5, 6, and 7. It's hard to do that because our pride and ego kicks in. So we don't really know what it feels like to continue to extend that mercy and continue to extend um, that forgiveness and love. So the concept of God doing it to me, it doesn't make sense because I've never done it. We've never done it. Whenever someone has crossed us, okay, you cross the line. Like, you're done. It's a wrap. And so now we don't understand it from God's perspective. This is why this is important, guys, on both fronts, right, as we're walking through and as we're studying this. So now, nevertheless, right, you're still here. Despite your choices, despite the choices of others, you're still here despite things actually going well when you said nevertheless, you know, and, and you look at that, it literally says they thought they had obtained their purpose. Loosing mints, they sailed to Crete. We got it. The, the wind is blowing softly. There's nothing wrong here. You know, and, and here's the thing. As, as we study this and, and as we talk more about it, it's just, it's a wonderful thing to know that God cares to that level that as many times, and that's the thing that I don't even understand sometimes. As many times as as we've all said, nevertheless, God still says, I love you despite the nevertheless. That's wild to me. It's wild to me. And that's why I think Jesus begins his ministry with Matthew chapter 5, verse 3. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Because I, th- I think understanding, understanding that even when things are going well, it's not because of you. And I think also understanding because things are going bad because of your personal decisions. It takes humility to, to be in that state too. And, and here's something that... Um, and again, if you're if you're younger listening to this, I mean, it doesn't matter what age, but, you know, younger too, but I want you guys to listen to this as well. The Christian journey and faith in general, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, I've been alive for 29 years. I'll be 30 next month, which is, that's, that's wild. If we want to talk about something wild, that's wild. That's ridiculous. I'm going to be 30 next month. And the Lord has blessed me with a lot of things, and, and I'm grateful to him for all those things. And I'm grateful for the knowledge from my home and from other institutions that I've been able to get. I'm, I'm grateful for those things. But it's almost like that outside knowledge, like even outside the home, like the outside knowledge, um, you still don't know. You know, it, you have to get to the point where, it doesn't matter what you have. It doesn't matter what um, what degree or, or what's behind or in front of your name. You always have to keep that, I'm still learning. I'm still growing. I'm still figuring this out. I'm still a student. I'm still a disciple. I can't write the book on a subject. We should never get to that point. So you have to keep that humility about us. And and a lot of times we can be humbled when we don't do that. 
but the the earlier that we can learn that that Christ knows all and we should just be still, the better off we're gonna be. Here's here's one thing as we before we keep going. There's a song um called Make Me a Storm. And the song is a cappella, and the song talks about um it basically personifies us as the storm that Jesus calmed in scripture in the book of Matthew and Luke. And so the lyrics, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful song, but it's, it starts off by talking about how strong the storm is. And it talks about the wind and waves. They obey your voice. I want to be like that. The raging sea did not think twice. I want to be like that. Father, hear my humble plea. Help me to be like the ocean that is under your command. Help me be still. I want to do your will. Lord, make me a storm. So you think about what Jesus did with that storm, and we, we're going to hit this storm in Acts 27 in a second as we as we talk about this last point. But one one part about our Christian lives, especially talking about you're still here, right? You're still here. There were times that all of us, and again, don't think about other people. Don't think about other people that can think. Think about you. There's been times where where we were raging. There were times where where we didn't make smart choices. There were times where we were going, we 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 weren't doing what was right. We weren't listening to God. But here's the thing about the sea, and here's why it's so important as we study this about faith, and here's another skill that we need outside of um, of learning to, um, you know, understand certain things. Here's another thing that we need. Outside of reflection, moving forward with faith, the best course of action is not thinking you know. If that makes sense, the best course of action is actually not thinking that, you know, so think about it. What the song say, the raging sea did not think twice. I want to be like that. So now Jesus comes out of his sleep. Here's why. Well, here's what we can learn from nature. All nature cries out to him, right? Here's what we can learn. Nature doesn't fight back. So here's why. We need to be humble with our minds and we need to be humble with our control because we can find ourselves fighting back. And that's why we said nevertheless in those moments, because in our minds, we fought back. The raging sea. Well, you know what, Lord, I just think things need to work this way. So I'm going to keep raging. Well, Lord, I think I need this in my life. I'm going to keep raging. Well, I think I need to make this decision because I won't have any up. I don't see any other opportunities coming forward. So I'm going to make this decision. I'm going to make this decision. You're raging right now. You're, you're raging right now. But notice what the sea did. The sea and nature, they never fought Jesus. When Jesus said, peace be still, it was over. And that's what we need in our lives. That's what humility is. Humility is not thinking you know exactly how things need to work out. Humility is this is happening. This is here. Whether it was by me, whether it was by others, whether God is allowing it, it's here. 
So now that it's here, I'm not saying that we lose our free moral agency, but it's it's like, Lord, okay, it's here. What do you want me to do? And maybe that's why things seem so unclear for us right now is because we're still raging right now. And maybe we're not saying, we're not listening. We're not being the storm that Jesus needs us to be. We're not being still. And so here, even despite us, guys, even despite us not being still, who's still there as the, as the sea, us, as we're rocking, Jesus is just there on a boat asleep waiting for us to calm down. It's crazy. It's crazy stuff. But now, you're still here. <laughs> Despite all that, everything up to this point, you're still here. But here's number three. If we are humble, then the storm that we're in currently, whether because of us, because of others, or because of God allowing it right now, you can outlast it. You can outlast this. Well, how do we outlast this? Let's keep reading. Okay, so now all of this stuff is happening. Now, remember, here's the thing about the ship as we're going through and as we're walking through this account. It started off slow. The wind is blowing soft. Everything's all good with my my, my choice to go on this journey with whoever this with whoever I'm going on this journey with, right? So I'm taking all these people, and we're just taking this journey. I'm going by myself over here. So, okay, so it started off that way. But now, but not long after, verse 14, the, if that's not true, I don't know what is. But not long after, there arose a tempestuous wind called Eurocladon. And when that ship that started off soft, when it got caught, it couldn't even bear up against that wind. So we just had to let her go. It just went crazy. We had to let her drive, the text says. And running under a certain island, which is called, which is called Clauda, we had much work to come by the boat. And when they had taken up, they used helps. Take it off. Unger the ship, fearing lest they should fall in the quicksands. Strike the sail. So we were driven still. And we being exceeding tossed, tempted. And Tempest, the next day, they lighten the ship. This is going on for days. This is not a one. This is going on for days. And the third day, we cast our own hands, the tackling of the ship. There was neither sun nor stars, and all hope that we should be saved was taken away. You know why all hope seems to be taken away? Because what did we say in the beginning? To God and to those that were actually trying to help us. Nevertheless. Now, because we said, nevertheless, now what's happening? Not only are you raging, but now the things around you are raging. Now it's getting insane. And it's, it's getting to the point where things are so bad is you just have to let things ride. That's crazy. The Bible literally says we just had to let her dry. That's how crazy our lives can get is we just got to let it go. We just got to let it play. Because there's nothing you can do. You see why the this is the importance of heeding the nevertheless, of heeding of heeding warnings like Paul. This is the importance. And then after that, sometimes in life when you have to just let things ride, when you have to let it drive, 
that's where all hope seems to be taken. That's why when we pray, we don't know what to say. That's why when things are difficult, we, we just don't even know. But again, let's stop. Let's catch the nuggets. <laughs> let's catch the golden nuggets. Here's why this is important. Even despite that, even despite right now that our lives might be out of control because of other people, because of, because of what other people are doing, not even us, because of what other people are doing, our lives can be out of control and all hope because we don't even know what to pray anymore on it. All hope has been taken away. Here's how merciful. Here's how loving. Here's how kind our God is. Even though our lives are insane and we've said, nevertheless, what does God give us in order to help us in those moments? Romans chapter eight. When against hope, Abram believed on hope. And verse 26, that's Romans 4, but Romans 8, when all hope seems to be lost because we said nevertheless, because God is still mercy, God is still here, and you're still here. How do we know that? Verse 24, because we are saved by hope, and hope that is seen is not hope. What a man sees, why does he hope for it then? For if we hope for what we see not, then we do with patience, we wait for it. Likewise, the spirit which God has given us, the spirit helps our infirmities for we know not what we need to pray for as we ought because we said nevertheless. That's how merciful our God is. It's even in moments where we're sitting in prayer after we've denied him, after we've denied his advice, he's still there loving us. I'm still here. Come on, man. Are y'all seeing what we're building? Are you seeing what the scripture's building here? How can we not, how is God not care? That doesn't make sense. How, how can we even utter that out of our mouths? God doesn't care. He's still here, despite us saying that. And this is just one instance saying nevertheless. How many times have we said nevertheless to God? And he's still here, still providing opportunities. That's crazy. It's crazy. But it's love. That's what that is. That's what that is. And even in those moments, because we said, nevertheless, the spirit intercedes on our behalf to God. Hopeless. I need help. This is where humility starts. Humility starts when you finally realize, when I finally realize, when we finally realize, I don't know what's completely best, but only God knows what's completely best. So whatever he needs to happen, you give it to him. And that's why it's so hard. That's why it's so hard because when we level up, and I always talk about that sometimes in faith, leveling up. Because there's levels to this. What are you talking about? Faith is not just one kind of concrete, okay, you have faith, you have faith. Like faith is, there's levels to this. How do we know that? It's because Jesus himself, the author and the finisher, Hebrews chapter 12, the author and the finisher of our faith described it. He said some people had none, some people had little, some people had great. He even said to the centurion, I haven't seen such great faith. There's levels to this. 
So in order for the level to build, in order for my faith level to build right now, your faith level to build right now, each time you're giving up more control. That's how that's how your faith level grows. You give up more control. And that's the beauty of it, actually. But that's the hard part as well. And that's a part of the um, that's the part of you and I and we admitting that we don't know how things are supposed to look. That's that's a part of just, okay, Lord, whatever you want to happen, let it let that happen. That's that's the difficult part of this. So now all hope that we should be saved was taken away. Verse 21. But after long absence, Paul stood forth in the midst of them. Now here's where we're going. You can outlast this. Paul stood in the midst of them and said, sirs, sirs, you should have listened. <laughs> you should have hearkened unto me. Because what did Paul say before? Like, we shouldn't go. Sirs, you should have listened. So was Paul here lording this over them? See, that's what we're good at. We're good at lording things over people and then making them beg because they didn't listen. What if God did that to you? See, that's not fair. We got to be careful. This is why I said God is the example. So Paul is not lording, and Paul's not sitting in the corner. Well, y'all should have listened, so I'm your only hope in this situation, so beg and grovel for my forgiveness. That's what we do. That's not what Paul was doing, and that's not what God did. God does because he continues to do it. Sir, you should have hearkened unto me and not have loosed from Crete and have gained this harm and loss. But watch this. This is how we know Paul wasn't um, lording this over them. I exhort you, even in this situation because of our choices, I exhort you to be of good cheer, for there will be no loss of any man's life among you but the ship. For there stood by me this night the angel of the Lord of God, whose I am and whom I serve, saying, Fear not, Paul, thou must be brought unto Caesar, and lo, God has given thee all them that sail with you. Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer, for I believe God, and it shall be even if it was told me, how be it we must cast on a certain island. You're still here. Here's that encouragement level that we wanted to provide today. Years ago, you may have said nevertheless. You might be saying nevertheless right now as you're listening. Like you hear what people are saying, but you don't hear it. But nevertheless, I'm going to go on this journey, though. I'm going to make it work. So it starts off well, the winds are soft, then it gets crazy, then you have to let it drive, because now you're, you're not even in control anymore, even if you want it to be. Now you're not in control. Guess what you need in your life right now? You need brethren, you need, you need people who care like Paul to exhort you and to tell you be of good cheer, because the Lord is still here. That's where our brethren, that's where all of us, we miss the boat sometimes. Sometimes we can even look at people's situations. You can even look at your own situation. And even in your mind, without even having a conversation with people, it's over. You can look at some people's situation. It's over. It's a It's done. It's over. You're done. You're cooked. It's over. And this is us without even living it, what other people are going through. 
and in our pride because everything's everything's all good for us. In our pride, we can look at other people and it, even in our minds, it's over. Why do you think we don't exhort people through scripture how we need to? Because in our minds, we've already given up on them. It's over. You've made your choices. You said nevertheless too much. It's a wrap. How is that like God? Let's be honest. We're not, we're not, we're not trying to preach prosperity gospel to people. But with God, brethren, here's the thing that you got to understand with God. He's still here and you're still here. So with God, and I want you to listen to this closely. With God as dark, and things can get dark. With God, it's never over. And the earlier that we can understand that, the better we're going to be. With God, it's never over. So Paul, Paul didn't even make these choices. Everybody else did. He was just a part of it. But guess what Paul said? Paul didn't say it's over. Paul said, be of good cheer. Because I believe God. I think that's one part of encouragement, exhortation, even a part of rebuke. Because all of us, if you're reading this, everybody's happy about 21. Yeah, that's what I would have said. In verse 21, I would have said you should have listened. And then we stop there in 21, but we don't read 22. See, here's the thing about it, guys, as we're talking about this and conversating. It's not over with the Lord. But I think a lot of times with our exhortation, good people that need our encouragement and our exhortation, not even ours, the words, exhortation, the words, rebuke, the words, beauty, we're not truly giving it to them. Because in our minds, we think it's over for them. And how is that fair? Because what if God, when you transgressed, when you didn't know enough, when you don't know what you know now, what if God, when you said nevertheless, he looked at you and said it's over? How caring is that? You see why we entitled this still here? Because as you guys are listening, wherever you are and whatever you're going through, God is still here. And even despite you saying nevertheless and maybe not making the smartest choices, by his mercy and by his grace, you're still here too. So let's put two and two together as we're filling out this math equation. God's still here, plus you're still here. Out, regardless of your neverthelesses, you're still here. What is that equal? It's not over. It's not over. Now, quickly before we close this, let's, we have to be smart with our thinking moving forward. Again, as we move forward, understand God's still here, and also understand that you're still here. 
But understand this. You have to remove out of your mind right now, moving forward, starting today. You have to get out of your mind any scenario how you think things need to turn out. Because when we believe that God is here, when we pray, when we do all the right things, when we study, but we have this kind of thought process in the back of our minds of how things need to work, and after a couple months, after a couple years, it doesn't work out that way, you have mental and spiritual fatigue. And that comes from things not working in the way that you think they should. So you, your mind, walking with God, your mind has to be willing and open to whatever God brings. That keeps you from mental fatigue. So understand that moving forward too, okay? We don't want to give a prosperity like, all right, God's still here. You're still here, so things are going to work. We don't want to give that out. We want to be honest. We don't know how God's going to work. But that doesn't mean that that doesn't mean that one and two aren't able to work. That's not, you know, that's not how the equation works. So it doesn't take away that one's still true and two's still true. But understand, you have to have an open mind and a willing heart to allow God to bring what he feels is necessary. That's a part of this process too. So you're still here and God's still here. Now, I just, I really hope that can encourage. Um, I really, really hope it can, it could. And I'm just thankful that, um, you know, as we study together, as we grow, we're, we're here to challenge each other and help. And if you know somebody who needs to hear this, share this with them. You know, if you need to hear this, play this over, study Acts 27 again, look at these points again, understand wh- what we can learn from this and grab these, these nuggets that are found here in Acts chapter 27. So grateful for you guys. Um, appreciate what you guys do and just thankful so much for, for everything you've done for the podcast. Continue to like, share, and subscribe. Check out the merch. Uh, we're just so grateful for you guys and what you do. And if you ever need help, if you're local, come visit us. Come visit us here at, at the West End Church of Christ. And we love to have you guys here and, and study with us. And um, we love for you guys to be a part of what, what we've got going on here. So we're thankful for you guys, and we hope that we can see you uh, again next week, uh, next Monday with another podcast. Thanks, guys.